podcast is brought to you by Natural Birth Co. We help women and their partners prepare physically and mentally for a natural and empowering birth experience. With pregnancy yoga, Pilates and workshops, all led by our registered midwife, we have a studio here on the Sunshine Coast, Australia. Otherwise, all of our services are available online. You can learn more at naturalbirthco.com. If you wish to advertise on this podcast, you can visit naturalbirthco.com forward slash pregnancy dash podcast. Now enjoy this ad-free episode. Hello, lovers, and welcome to the podcast or the YouTube channel, wherever you're watching this on. Thank you so much for popping in. This episode for me is a little impromptu, so bear with me while I go through the flow of explaining it. I'll try not to tangent and keep on track as much as I can. So essentially, you're probably here because you have interest in our six-week pregnancy yoga series. So I'm really excited that you're here, and I can't wait to break this down. I've been really keen to break this down on a podcast explaining my method to my madness as to why we do this six-week yoga series. So this six-week yoga series has been functioning in person for about three years now. I created it three years ago with my practice as a vinyasa yoga teacher mixed with my practice as a midwife, using the two together combined to help you prepare holistically for your natural birth. So this includes some physical preparation and some mental preparation. Every single movement, every single breath work, every single meditation is all done with very um, conscious intent to help you prepare for this normal birth. We do very much use a lot of flow in our yoga. I know a lot of pregnancy yoga is very much more focused on the relaxation part of things, which definitely is important. And we do incorporate a nice long shavasana with every single yoga class we do for relaxation. But I do feel like there are so many other amazing benefits to pregnancy yoga that we can include to really allow you to prepare holistically for that natural birth. So if you've done pregnancy yoga before, you might find that we're a little more flowy. It's still definitely easeful Every single woman, no matter how much yoga you've done or not at all, can absolutely do this flow. In fact, so many of my mamas, about 50% of them actually, come through our pregnancy yoga and it's the first time they've ever done yoga before. So um, you definitely don't need experience to be able to do our pregnancy yoga here at Natural Birth Co. Now, we've been doing this six-week yoga series for about three years now in our in-person studio, which has changed a couple of times over that three years. And um, yeah, we do it religiously on a Sunday. So this online yoga series is kind of designed to do similarly where we do one flow a week and it's a six-week series in saying that you're more than welcome to do two or more a week um, and just trying to do them in that same pattern. I feel it's really beneficial and it's again been very, very intentional what I present on week one as opposed to what I present on week four. So they're all very different and doing them in order can be really beneficial even if you speed up that process faster than over six weeks. So let's get straight into breaking down the six different focuses. I'll tell you what they are and then we're going to go deep into each one um, and the intent behind them. So week one, we do body balancing. 
Week two, we do an intuitive flow. Week three is hip mobility and glute strength. Week four is labor preparation. Week five is restorative flow. Week six is pelvic floor awareness. I don't know how I counted seven fingers then, but there's six. (laughs) So let's start with our body balance. So body balance, we actually have a full workshop on body balance itself, but we do definitely focus on body balance in week one of the pregnancy yoga series. So Body balance is something I'm incredibly passionate about. I created Body Balancing, the workshop, which is then turned into this yoga flow as well, with the intent to avoid things like failure to progress and obstructed labor. So essentially what that is, is during vaginal birth, um, sometimes women are diagnosed with one of those two things, failure to progress or obstructed labor. And what that essentially is, is one, baby's not moving down the pelvis anymore. Labor continues, continues, continues. The contractions are contracting baby. However, baby's head is not descending through the pelvis. That's an obstruction. And usually that happens because there's an obstruction within the pelvis. Two, the next thing is that the cervix itself isn't opening. Labor continues, 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 and you might find time after time after time that cervix isn't opening more than whatever it was last time. Say it might be stuck at six centimeters dilated. So those two things are really um, the majority of the reasons why women here in Australia will go to have an emergency cesarean section um, and or an instrumental delivery, which is a vacuum or a forceps. And they're two things that those two things I find just so, so avoidable from this perspective of body balancing. So, sorry. That's a bit of a tangent. Let me get straight into it. Body balance is where we balance the ligaments and muscles that surround and are within the uterus and the pelvis. Balance means not too tight, not too loose, just the right in the middle. Our ligaments have two main roles when it comes to pregnancy and birth. That is to one, encourage baby into the optimal position for your individual pelvis to start labor in. And two is to guide baby through flexion, which is chin to chest, and rotation as they descend their way through the pelvis during labor. When these ligaments are balanced, that they do those two roles really well. When they're out of balance, they can guide baby into a suboptimal position to start labor for your individual pelvis. Now, who knows what that position is? You're not going to know that until after labor. Um, and two, it can actually create obstructions within the pelvis. So you imagine there's this birth canal that baby's got to be able to navigate through the pelvis. If we have ligaments that cross throughout the pelvis, which there's plenty, including the pelvic floor and the uteral sacral ligament, specifically that we target in our yoga and our body balance workshop, they, if they are tight, they can literally create these obstructions through that birth canal, so it can act like a gate. The gate can be closed and baby is trying to push past, push past, but there's a a half a gate closed through that birth canal. Or if it's balanced, it can be beautifully open and baby's head can push that gate out of the way and that gate will guide baby to flex and rotate its way effectively through your individual pelvis. So that's what we really focus on with our body balancing is balancing these ligaments that have a specific impact to baby's position and baby navigating their way out through the pelvis. 
so passionate about body balancing. It's absolutely essential for a normal birth. Now, week two, intuitive flow. Our intuitive flow is really designed to help you as a pregnant woman tune into your intuition. Now, I believe pregnancy and birth is probably the most intuitive time of your life. Throughout day-to-day, we are often encouraged to silence our intuition. We are often encouraged to make logical decisions all the time, always analyze the stats, the facts, the logic, and ignore our intuition in normal day-to-day, which can definitely have its time and place for sure. However, Pregnancy and birth is such a time to re-tap in to that intuition. Pregnancy and birth doesn't necessarily make logical sense all the time. How we move in labor is so intuitive and we cannot try to analyze and logicize everything that we feel in labor telling us exactly how to birth. You have to be tuned into your intuition. You have to be able to descend out of your logical mind into your reptilian brain and follow the intuitive movements, the intuitive breathing, the intuitive feels throughout your labor to birth naturally. So in this yoga flow, we really practice rekindling that relationship with your intuition and reawakening that. And honestly, that is so helpful to our mamas that go through natural birth co and then they go through birth and afterwards they'll say bits and pieces that they were doing and how they just intuitively moved in these certain ways that really allowed baby to come down or allowed that pressure in the bum to start or allowed, you know, whatever aspect of birth they were going through, allowed the waters to break, all sorts of different things that are really put down to them intuitively connecting with their bodies. And it can be quite hard to do that. I personally find the best way to intuitively connect with your body is through movement, through really conscious and aware movement, which we very much practice throughout all our classes, but week two is specifically focused on intuitive movement. So week three, we go into hip mobility and glute strength. By hip mobility, what I mean is creating mobility in the joints within the pelvis. These are the sacroiliac joints, which are at the back, either side of the tailbone, and the symphysis pubis joint at the front, um, really creating mobility in these joints. Now, mobility comes with movement. The more we move these joints, the more mobile they are, the more flexible they are, the more lubrication we create, therefore, the easier these joints move. When baby descends in the pelvis, that symphysis pubis joint at the front stretches so wide. The sacroiliac joints at the back have so much mobility that the sacrum actually lifts out of the pelvis by about two centimeters. Baby's head is literally descending, pushing that sacrum out of the way, like a gate that I mentioned earlier, to create space in the pelvis for baby to descend. Now, this happens so much easier in labor when there is already mobility in the pelvis. If you imagine that there's not mobility in the pelvis, one, it's going to be a lot more painful for these joints to be moving for the first time. If we've just been sitting throughout our whole pregnancy and these joints are moving for the first time this much in labor, that's going to be a lot more painful on mama in labor. But secondly, we might actually not have that movement. The baby might be trying as hard as it can to push that sacrum out of the way to let the symphysis pubis joint open beautifully at the front. And 
we physically do not have that mobility, that stretch, that flexibility during labor because they've just been so stationary for so long during your pregnancy. So we really work on lots of different hip opening exercises during this um, flow. Now, we are majority of us aware of what we call pelvic girdle pain. So this is essentially pain within the pelvis. And this comes from things like relaxin and things like instability in um, the muscles that surround the pelvis. So um, we do lots of things. And there is a video in this series on how to avoid, um, like what positions to avoid if you are experiencing pelvic girdle pain, etc. Um, but what really helps to avoid pelvic girdle pain is that as the laxity is increasing in the joints within the pelvis, we are supporting the pelvis with the stability of strength in the glutes and thighs can really hold that pelvis together. Hold the stability and integrity of that pelvis with glute strength and leg strength. So we really work on those two things for that reason, number one, but also reason number two is that strength in the legs and the glutes is really effective for the longevity of your labor. If you enter your labor with strength in the legs and glutes, your fitness is so much more increased. So therefore you will be able to endure and be more resilient throughout your labor experience. You are able to be intentionally active throughout your labor for longer because you have the fitness to back you up, right? One of the three reasons that I see a woman tap out of the birth that she wants, which is a natural birth, to a birth that she doesn't want is physical exhaustion. If we are physically fit when we enter labor, in the legs and glutes specifically, don't worry about anywhere else, but just the legs and the glutes, if we are physically fit, we are going to avoid physical exhaustion so much more. Fit women tend to have great births. The statistics show that so much time and time again. Get some exercise under your belt, get some fitness in your legs and glutes, and it's going to change how your birth goes down. So hip mobility and glute strength. So that's for babe to be able to create space in the, in the pelvis as they descend in labor and the glute and the, and the thighs are going to avoid pelvic girdle pain and also um, prepare you for that physicality behind birth. Week number four, we go into labor prep. So for this week, we actually do need um, what we call a fit ball or an exercise ball, yoga ball. Um, there's all different names for the same thing, but essentially it's just a big fit ball that you can sit on. Now, we use this in our labor prep week because in Natural Birth Co, I feel it is a really fantastic tool to use in early labor and also in pregnancy to encourage good posture, etc. But it's a really great tool for, to use for early labor at home. So I encourage my mamas to get one of these balls. We bring it all to class and um, I encourage you to use it leading up to your birth and use it during labor. So because we're going to use it during labor, one of my biggest sayings is we never want to try something for the first time in labor. Labor is not a time to learn new tricks. We want to be comfortable on our football before labor starts. We want to know the stability and the instability of it. We want to know what we can do on it before labor starts. We don't want to be jumping on our birth ball for the first time during labor. So during this week for your labor prep week, we get really comfortable with our birth ball. We get really comfortable with the movement on the birth ball. Um, next up, we also, um, that was a bit of a freaking stutter. Um, 
we also practice lots of birth positions. So birth positions that you may resume or, or feel intuitively like you want to resume during your labor experience, um, we practice these in um, this course as much as we can. Obviously, we, we're not in every single possible birth position, but we do jump into a lot of them in this class. Again, that just backs up the whole intent of labor is not a time to learn new tricks. If your body isn't intuitively telling you, oh, put your right leg up here, do this with your left leg, do this here, and you've never done that before, your, your logical mind is going to take over throughout the process of labor and be like, oh, like I wonder if I can do that. Oh, how do I get into that position? What should I put under my leg? If we practice this stuff during um, pregnancy, you're going to be able to intuitively resume these positions so much easier with much less logical thought keeping you in your reptilian brain. Um, What we also do is we get super duper aware of our anatomy. Pelvic biomechanics is something that I'm super duper fascinated in and I teach all my um, couples, especially in the birth workshop, but um, mamas in the yoga as well, to be super aware of their pelvis, the shape of your pelvis, changing the shape of your pelvis through your positions to create space. So we bring a lot of awareness into external rotation of the thighs, internal rotation of the thighs, arching the spine, rounding the spine, where the hips are positioned, how they move when we flow left to right, when we're rocking the hips, when we're doing all sorts of movements, when we're sitting as opposed to when we're standing, as opposed to when we're laying. All these different movements, positions, shapes of the pelvis that we create Just having awareness. Majority of the time, none of them are good or bad. They just all have a different place in labor. And I feel when you build that connection with your body through bringing complete awareness, we don't want to be doing different flows in yoga where we're thinking about what we're doing for dinner tonight or how our day went at work today. We want to be completely aware of exactly how every single movement feels throughout this process. So, We really focus on those things in our labor prep. We also do um, vocal toning in this week four labor prep um, flow. So vocal toning is tones we make with our mouth to combine with our pelvic floor as well. I think we actually revisit this in the week six pelvic floor um, series as well, but we practice this. And it's so funny. I've contemplating. I've contemplated let go of the vocal toning so often because it is freaking embarrassing and awkward to do in front of a whole class of women, um, and I don't really enjoy doing it, especially putting it out there for the whole World Wide Web to see. However, I continue to do it because honestly, the amount of women that come back after their birth with the feedback of how beneficial practicing vocal toning was in pregnancy for their labor experience and how helpful vocal toning was for their labor experience, it's definitely worth the embarrassment. (laughs) So vocal toning's in there too. Just as a heads up, this week four one is definitely a lot more education focused. It's not like necessarily super tranquil and flowy like all the other ones are. Um, This one's a bit more focused on education. So, which is wonderful, it's time and place, right? Then we get into week five, which is our restorative flow. Restorative is very cruisy, easeful. It's almost crossed with yin. It's very yinny restorative. So this one is pure relaxation. And yes, the um, positions that I've chosen are very intentional with 
creating space in the pelvis, creating mobility in the pelvis, balancing the ligaments and muscles that surround the pelvis. But we don't really go into it super educationally. We're very much there to relax, breathe, connect with our body, connect with our breath, connect with our intuition and connect with our baby. Tune in, go inwards. So that's very much our restorative flow. Now, our pelvic floor awareness is so amazing. Um, In our in-person studio, we actually get our favorite women's health physio, Caitlin, from her Full Stop Women's Health to present this flow. Um, But I do it in this one and it is just so good. Pelvic floor awareness is so important and it's actually a journey I've been on myself a fair bit um, figuring out what the pelvic floor is, where is it? And then kind of logically knowing where it is, but then trying to turn it on. My mind is saying, turn on. And my body's just, ah, (laughs) relaxation. So um, finding that pelvic floor, first of all, is what we really focus on in this class. Finding that pelvic floor, once we've found it, how do we um, connect with it? How do we create that neuromuscular connection to one, contract it, but two, more importantly, relax it. We really focus on contracting postnatally and mums and bubs, but in pregnancy, relaxation of that pelvic floor is absolutely imperative. The pelvic floor in regards to body balancing that I was talking about earlier with the obstructions within the pelvis, the pelvic floor is the number one offender of creating an obstruction within the pelvis. A tight pelvic floor is a closed gate in the birth canal. So we really need to let that pelvic floor be soft, relaxed, open and wrap around baby's head beautifully during the process of labor. So um, that's what we really focus on during that class. We connect it with our breath. We connect with it um, with our bodies and we do practice a bit of vocal toning, as I said before as well, because that vocal toning is the relaxation of the vocal cords and that has a distinct neuromuscular connection with the relaxation of the pelvic floor. When one's loose, as is the other. When one's tight, as is the other. Amazing. So that is the summary of our six-week yoga flow. I really hope that brings a bit of insight into why we do what we do and how we do it. I'm super duper proud of it myself. Um, I absolutely adore it. The mummers, it's their favorite class during the week. We have obviously lots of other classes on, but the Sunday yoga classes are always fully booked out because the mummers really love and get a lot of education from these Sunday yoga flows. And um, I've just, you guys have been asking me for so freaking long to get it online. So I'm super stoked that it's finally here and I'm super excited to share it with you guys. And I can't wait for you to get the amazing benefits from it. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. All of our podcasts are recorded live in the Facebook group. So you are not only the first to listen to the podcast, but you are able to ask questions throughout the podcast. If you wish to jump into the Facebook group, the link is in the show notes. I would really appreciate if you left a five-star written review, shared this podcast with someone who would appreciate, or even share your recent listen on your social stories. Talk to you soon.